August 21st, 2014. And you know what that means. Justin, what does that mean? It's the Talking Games Podcast. It's Thursday. That too. And it's the Talking Games Podcast. You win. What do I win? You win the, uh, you win my company. A new car! Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now I'm upset I'm not getting a car. Okay. It's, it, it arrives this weekend. I can't promise you it's going to be a good car. It's just a car. Mm. And I'll it, take it. It'll be new in a way of that you have never seen it before, so you will experience it, and it will be new that like this that. This joke has gone on way no, too long. No, it hasn't. It's fine. We're cruising. It's on cruise control. <laughs> God. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, it's the Talking Games Podcast. This week, we're going to be telling you some games we played. We're going to be answering some of your listener questions like usual, because we love listener questions. And... Lots of other stuff, but at fir- uh, first thing that we're going to do, I know it's not really the best to start off on a, uh, a dour note, on a sad note, but um, we had a, a death in the family, and I just I just wanted to address it. Uh, Justin, oh, can you just, I know it might be hard, can, can you just share with, uh, with our audience what happened? My PS3 died. Oh, God. I can, was, I can hardly rough. hear that. Can you talk about this, please? I can't. How old was it? It was the super old age of eight. So young! <laughs> so That's young. like 24 years in I, console I, age. I honestly don't know how it lived this long. I had a original release 20 gig backwards compatible PlayStation. A fatty boom batty yeah. PlayStation? I have the same one. So do I. And, uh, I mean... The thing was a tank. I've gone through four <laughs> Xboxes in the time that that thing's... I've had it, and uh, it's kind of sad because I've uh, been trying to finish this Far Cry 3 Platinum Trophy. I needed to finish two co-op missions. Now, I started Far Cry back in February, and I um, wasn't a big fan of Far Cry 2, but I kept hearing Far Cry 3 is awesome, Far Cry 3 is awesome. So I was like, all right, I'll pick it up and I'll give it a shot, and it was awesome. And I got knocked out all the trophies, and I'm like, "Oh, there's co-op. Oh, that means I have to talk with people that I don't know online." Like don't I, you hate that. I didn't want to play with random strangers. <laughs> well, the the best part about that is that's kind of when this had started. So you asked me if I had it, and I said yes. So immediately you got so happy, you were like, "Oh yes, I get to do it with someone I know at least." And then two weeks later, we were kind of starting to set up the date, and. You were like, you, you do have it for the PS3, right? And I was like, no, I have it for the 360. <laughs> you got so pissed. I was devastated. Yeah. So what I was doing was on the first mission, I played with two controllers and was swapping. And that is a hard-ass co-op game. Even on casual, it uh-huh. was difficult. So I had a buddy come over, a buddy who listens to the show, and it just was not working out. Um, it's been a long time since he played a first-person shooter, and he was just like, I don't mind if you beat this without me. <laughs> so I asked another friend, I'm like, hey, like, I need this platinum, come help me. And so he's come over for like the last couple of weeks, and we knocked out the last few. So there's two left to go, and on Friday he came over, and I'm like, I think this thing's on its last legs. Like, we got to hurry up and finish this. Mm-hmm. And on Monday, it died. I was uh, downloading episode four of The Walking Dead uh, because I know that the last episode is close to release. Yes. They keep hinting about it. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to download it and I'll play it. I heard it was short. It was, I was like, I had an hour and a half before bed. I was like, I could probably crank this out. So I was downloading it. I'm like, well, this is a prime time to play Rogue Legacy. 
And so I started playing Rogue Legacy and forgot all about The Walking Dead. <laughs> and then all of a sudden my console went, and I looked over at it and it started blinking red a red light. So I was just like, I'm not going to panic. I'm going to keep playing Rogue Legacy for right now. So I'm like, I walk over to it eventually and I'm like, okay, like, you know, I turned on, try turning it on, turns on for a second, goes blue, and then all of a sudden a yellow light. And oh, then it goes God. back to blinking red. So I'm like, all right, let me kill a power in the back. And now I started looking online, and it was just like, oh, you've got problems. Like, this is not an easy thing to fix. So I've narrowed it down to uh, the fact that it probably overheated, but which is odd because the console wasn't really that high. I mean, I, that thing's definitely got warmer. Um, it's in a pretty ventilated spot. So it's pretty like mild in here. There's no extreme heat no. happening. Um, so I took it to, I took it to my job and we work on computers there. And so I have like a bunch of tools. And so I'm like, well, I'm, you know, this thing's an original, it's out of warranty. I'm going to crack it open and see what I could do. So I cracked it open and cleaned it out. Um, and I had read that the heat sink paste after, um, like seven or eight years it's like ineffective mm-hmm. so it's been that amount of time so i'm like let me just put some more on there um <laughs> so, so you, i cleaned i cleaned it out i put it on i tried i put it all back together still won't turn on so i've plan. done i've done some more research and uh they want me to take a heat gun and i was like there is no <laughs> way this is gonna work this is getting complicated yeah they um the soldering like uh, after so long, if it overheats, like it kind of like melts away from what it's supposed to be yeah. against. So you're supposed to take a heat gun and like reheat up the board. Now I'm no surgeon, but this seems like a bad idea. But I've gone online, and I mean, the people people have done this. They say it works. They swear by it. Like I've watched a couple of YouTube uh, videos with hundreds of thousands of views. So it's not like somebody's telling me to like light my PS3 on fire. <laughs> Most likely, it's not going to work. I've like come mm-hmm. to that. I've come to that. Um, conclusion already and I, i've accepted it my walking dead saves are gone oh uh so i'm like i could take the hard drive out and put it in a new one right wrong you'll it'll instantly try and format the hard drive and there's no way that i know of uh to get my saves off of that hard drive there are companies that you can i could send it to probably that could figure out a way to, to do it they but, yeah yeah they deal with game gaming hard drives like so, this yeah, wow. that's where I'm at right now. So tomorrow I get to reopen it again, take a heat gun to the motherboard, try not to light it on fire, and then put the paste back on, oh, and then God. put it back together and hope that it works. I mean, I may as well. I mean, there's, it's not like anything else is working at the moment. This is like when the Red Ring of Death happened with the 360. I got and so every, many of those. Everyone was like, oh, wrap it in a towel and let it run for a little bit. And put then, it in the microwave. And then you might get some time with it and... You if know, I all could, you got if, was if I could do oh. that, if I could wrap it in a towel and turn it on to over make it overheat itself, like I've heard that this is just just a temporary fix. Like it will happen again. All I need is for it to turn on for fifteen minutes, five minutes, so that way I could take my saves and if they're not uploaded to the cloud, upload them to the cloud or back up my hard drive. Uh huh. Because there's no way. Like I'm I'm pretty sure i've backed up everything to the cloud but there's unfortunately there's no way for me to log in and look at that i wish there was a way that sony had a system where it's that like you could take cool. a look at yeah. what you have uploaded there and delete things accordingly they give you a gig so it'd be nice if you could manage that in some way but there's there's no managing it i kind of just have to guesswork that i've done it so yeah that's fun but at least i got that platinum 
<laughs> R.I.P. PS3. It was a good machine. Nice. I mean, that lasted the entire generation. No problems. Turned on every time I needed it to turn on. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I, I can't complain. See, it's that, just... that, that almost happened to me in a way with my 360. Uh, three weeks before the new systems were coming out, <sighs> my original day one 360 crapped out on me. Oh, wow. But not in the way that, you know, not the Red Ring... It just wouldn't read CDs. So I would put the disc in. And wouldn't read it anymore? And it wouldn't read it. But so could I could still... play stuff off of the hard drive. Yeah. I can go on Xbox Live and stuff. So, you know, I still have it. I still have it set up and, you know, I'm able to access stuff. But uh, I found someone that was selling a newer model for I 100 used to, bucks. I used I to be um, that up. really bad. And, I mean, I went through Xboxes like crazy in the beginning. And so my Xbox 360 died like two weeks before Halo 3 was coming out. Oh, God. And the turnaround time back then was like a month. And I was like, absolutely not. So I went to the store and bought an elite console. Like that was the first time the black one was out. So I bought mm-hmm. the black console and then I sent it out. And I'm like, well, now I have two Xboxes. I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up giving one of them to a friend of mine who who needed a console. And I was like, yep, charity, here you go. And that it <laughs> broke again like six months later wow yeah my um they were no joke they were so poorly constructed i have uh uh, my 360 is the fourth that has entered my my home my first one was red ring of death second one was red ring of death refurbished and then the third one just wouldn't turn on one day and then fourth one you know is as far as i know still kicking but every single time that I've touched it in the past, like, two years or so, I'm petrified that it's just something's going to happen. That's how I was with the PS3 for the last couple of months. It was just like, I'm on borrowed time with you, I feel. The tray on that thing makes me very nervous. On the 360? Yeah. The shaky tray? Yeah, the yeah. shaky tray. When you press when you depress that button and you just hear that, like, kachak and the thing just, like, rolls out. I'm like, you're just going to, either you're not going to go back in or you're going to like fall off the track and shit's going to go down and I'm going to be very unhappy. Or and, like, you don't know if, it, like, when you put the CD down, sometimes it just, even though it's resting perfectly, yeah, you'll hit the button and it'll get like sucked up and yep. just like stick out. And oh, that always freaks me out. Like it just eats the CD. Damn. Mm. Well. As you have probably guessed at this point in time, Mr. Justin Townsend and Mr. Rob Newmeyer are with me tonight. I completely forgot to have you fellas say hello at the start of the show. Hi. Rob? Hi. There we go. I got a question for you guys. Uh, as a matter of fact, Repstones uh, off of Twitter has a question for all of us. What is the best console controller of all time? Of ever, ever? Simple. It's, it's that easy, huh? So simple. Let's hear it. DualShock 4. And before that, it was the 360. 360, yeah. I'm, like, really? right now, I am so comfortable with the PS4 controller. Uh, I have a problem with it. And Of course you do. I do. <laughs> but before, like Justin said, it 100% 360 controller. The 360 mm-hmm. controller, when it came out, was perfection. And I still yep. use that for all my PC gaming. So PS, PS4 controller over the Xbox One controller. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I think that, and this could just be my personal preference, I prefer to have my hands in a certain way. Like, I like to have my thumbs together. 
Mm-hmm. It's just more comfortable for me that way than to have your thumbs apart. Now, I always argued this uh, fact with a friend of mine who hated the 360 controller, liked the DualShock 3. And going back to the DualShock 3 <laughs> after playing with my 360 pad for a while or using the DualShock 4, like I don't have a, I don't have a long enough cable to um, – plug in my DualShock 4 because you can plug your DualShock 4 into your PS3 now if you have a USB cable for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the other night I was playing with the DualShock 3 and good God, that controller is uncomfortable now. <laughs> um, so I don't know, the DualShock 4, just, it just, I, I think it just feels right in your hands. Like your thumbs are exactly yeah. where you would picture. If you just put your hands down mm-hmm. like this, your thumbs automatically feel like they're in the right spot. I hear you. My one problem with the controller, and this is my only problem, because I do think that it's one of the best ones, if not the best, but in the past couple of weeks, the rubber on the the analog sticks is starting to peel off. We'll take aesthetics out of the situ- out of the equation here. We're talking about just best, like, if let's pretend that your fingers weren't cannibals and <laughs> ate the rubber. How is the rubber coming off? Dude, what on, are you doing? On both of them. I, I don't know what's, what's I up with am, your hands. Listen, listen. I am notorious for destroying the analog thumbsticks of controllers. If you come over to my house and you, I have about four Xbox 360 controllers, every one of them, the middle of both analogs, right and left, are crushed and dented in from me like playing the games so hard. I have never thrown a controller. That's not, not true. I threw one once purposefully into a couch where it would be safe other yeah, than that i've never smashed a controller i've never thrown one ever but i do murder my analogs have you dropped an ottoman on a controller in no. a fit of rage yeah. well, then you haven't lived <laughs> would you like pick it up and then like oh yeah project, rest, like, wrestle project Goth, uh, gotham racing three i was sitting on an ottoman i picked it up i put the controller on the down and i threw the ottoman on top of the controller <laughs> fuck comfort and fuck you <laughs> that was pretty much it <laughs> I think in all of my console life, I've had one controller crap out on me, and it was an N64 controller, and that was... Did you ever think the N64 controller was amazing at any point? Oh, of course. Everybody like the first did. Time, the first time you sat down with that damn system. Have you tried one since? I, I can't use it. <laughs> it's impossible to I use. Look at I don't it. know how we ever did it. I look at it. It's like an alien piece of technology. <laughs> Do you remember how they asked you to use those four buttons to look up, down, left, and right? Oh, my God. The yellow ones? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The I, C buttons? Is I that what they know. were? Or the Z, the, were they Z or C? I think it's C. C. Because on the, on Z the, is the trigger. On right, the okay. GameCube controller, which I also like a lot. Yes. I was, uh, I was actually going to put that up for the a The C vote. is yellow as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I guess the dual, I mean, as far as. You're eating the rubber. Comfort. Yes, what I am. <laughs> I, what? I can't. It happened. It had Rogue Legacy. That's the problem. Okay, no one's played more Rogue Legacy in the room than me. And my controller is just fine. That. If you have to remember, I was playing it on the PC for months. We're talking about controllers, though, so we're talking about all right on the PlayStation. All right. Well, why don't you tell me? So we're gonna go with PS4 for a, for a group. Vote? Yeah, I, I mean, I, well, it's not a group. But I think that's the individual. Yeah. Okay, individually. The, How do we feel? Um, I go said ahead, PS4. Okay. I said PS4 as well. I mean, the Xbox One controller is nice, but I think it's a step backwards from the 360 controller because those shoulder buttons are annoying. They are terrible. Yeah. Hmm. So why don't you tell me, because you had some you had some grand adventures. We've been talking about Rogue Legacy for a couple of weeks now, but you, both you and I, and possibly Rob as well, 
have hit like some major milestones. No one more than Justin, but it's been a it's been a triumphant week for Rogue Legacy. So we are going to talk about it because stuff has stuff has gone down. Yes. Justin, give me some of the details of your trips into Rogue Legacy. Where, what new game plus are you at? I stopped after two, and I started concentrating on the remix bosses. Okay. I'm now on three, I think. Okay. Or four. Three or four. I, I've lost track. Okay. My level is like 460. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, we, we've talked about it last week. I love everything about this game. Um, it, I got to a point. I forgot what night it was. I texted the whole group. And I was on New Game Plus Plus, and I was like, oh, wow, like when you first started again, I'm like, oh, this is challenging. Mm-hmm. And then I had a run where I beat the forest boss, the Maya boss, and the, um, the dungeon boss. I had one of those two, yeah. In one run, and my golden take was like at the end of it. I sent you a picture when I was, wasn't done yet. I finished with like 250. 205 grand. Yeah, I finished with like 250. Wow. So. Um, I cleared out the entire, uh, the entire game. There was no enemies left for me to fight unless I went and fought the, um, the boss again and started new game plus, plus, plus. Mm -hmm. And I decided I wasn't going to do that. Um, I decided I was going to start working on the remix bosses, which let me tell you are a huge pain in the ass and rage inducing. So once you beat all of the bosses, you go to the statue where you can pray for assistance. And every now and again, you'll get an obel. And what happens is the next time you die, you get to go back into the game and you can go to that boss's door. Um, and you can, so let's say it was Kidder's obel. Mm-hmm. You could go fight the remixed eye. And the eye, which is the first boss, is way harder and they instead of you going in with your character they give you a character that they built for you to succeed with but it seems impossible yeah because kidder is level 275 and you are level zero you can take maybe three or four hits wow but yep um they give you a character that they built with runes for you to succeed with and with the magic items that they give you so this character um i forget what their their health was it was a girl um she had the, the giant sword, which I forget what it's called. Uh, the royal sword? No, but like her magic was the, oh, the sword. Oh, sword wall. Yeah, the sword wall. But she had glasses. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it, it caused it to be able to get magnified. Yeah. Because you could hit triangle and the sword would come out twice the size, three times the size, and would hit him hard. They gave you two dash runes and three jump runes. So what you would do is... You could hit him three times. You could throw out the sword, hit him three times, and regen enough mana to use the big sword again. And the problem with him is he's doing these patterns way faster and way harder than they were the first time you fought him. So a lot of it is jumping and dashing and jumping and dashing to take him out. So after an hour's worth of trying, I took him out and was just like, oh, God, that was hard. So then I could like I went on to the next one and then the next one and the next one. The the dungeon boss, which is the hardest area in the game, had the easiest one. If you played asteroids, you could beat this thing pretty simply. I I, I wondered if that was when I beat it, if that was the actual boss or if that was a warm up for the boss. Mm-hmm. Um, the Maya boss and the forest boss were nearly impossible. I tried I, fighting Alexander. Alexander's the forest boss, and what makes him so difficult is you are in a room that has four platforms 
and the middle of the room is divided by a spike wall on both sides and the roof and the, all the walls, the floor, they're all spikes. Yep. Ugh. So you have two <laughs> platforms on the left and two platforms on the right. That On the left, you have a top platform, a middle platform, and on the right, you have a middle platform and a bottom platform. Your guy can warp and he can jump like five times in the air. So his magic ability is he puts down a portal and then he can warp back to that portal anytime. So Alexander will be going around this giant flaming skull and you could dash through the spike wall in the middle and you won't take damage. But you have to time it correctly because it only goes so far. So lots of times I would start a dash and then end up in the middle of the spike wall. So Oof. he hits for 60. Your health is like 204. Wow. And he hits for 60. And the little guy, he, he sends out all these little furies that are shooting like these balls at you. Like they're, they're the enemies you'll see in the game, these little flaming Like the skulls. little hooded dude with the, uh, the – oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So like the he'll, send out, stuff. he'll send out 50 of them at a time, it, it seems. And they hit for 30. The spikes hit for 21. So the after three hours of playing, I figured out I'm going to let the spikes hit me. So it's like you have to kind of go against what you would normally do. It's like don't take any damage. If you, don't, if you try not to take any damage, he'll hit you for 60. You have to choose to get hit by the spikes, which only hit for 21. Now, every time you kill one of the little furies, they give you back four health. So it was just like... Getting yourself in a situation where you knew, okay, he's coming, get hit by the spikes, be invulnerable for a second or so, hit him a bunch of times, hit one of the Furies, get back some health. You'd have to hit four Furies to get back one spike hit. So it was a grueling challenge to beat him. Yeah, I tried fighting him several times. I did not. I didn't win. After, I, after him, you have to fight the Maya boss, which is just like a, just a battle of will. Uh, he like he like he just drops fireballs everywhere and leaves them there. And eventually, the stage becomes so overrun with them that you're gonna hit them. You get three barbarian shouts to clear a small part of the stage. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of figure out a way to keep him in a circle and then move on to a new part of the stage, a new part of the stage, a new part of the stage, so that you, when you come back to the original area, it's clear again. He has like 1,200 health, and you hit for like 60. So it was just a battle of endurance. And then after you beat those four, you get medallion pieces to fight the remixed final boss. Mm -hmm. And uh, you fight two of the guys that you fight at the end of the game. So you fight like twins. Yeah. And they were the second easiest out of all of the remixed bosses. It took, it took like five or six tries, but you got it. After fighting those other, like the Maya boss and the forest boss, you're like, I could walk on I water. Still, I still can't believe you did it. I really can't. Like, I still, I still can't believe it. So I've done everything there is to do. I've gotten all the trophies save for the last one, which is to complete the game 15 times without dying more than 15 times. Now, you said something about spamming for gold. Okay. So I normally wouldn't do this stuff, but I feel that— There's a platinum at stake. There's a platinum at stake here. And your, your son's college fund. Yeah. Steve says <laughs> if I platinum this game, he would pay for Jorah's uh, college. And I was like, well, there's no way I, ca I could ever beat Alexander, so you don't have to worry about it. And once I beat Alexander, I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm putting Jorah through college. <laughs> so I'll do it. If you watch YouTube videos, you'll see professionals beat the game in 18 minutes on a level zero character, which to me is just like, I don't know. Why don't you cure cancer next? It's, yeah. it, it's, impo like, it's yeah. impossible. Anything touches you and you die at level zero. Some of those speedrunners are insane. But you know what the thing about, the thing about yeah. speedrunners is? Speedrunners will use exploits if they can find them. So I'm okay with doing this. There is an exploit in the game that allows you to, if you're lucky, I've already died four times, but I finally have found the right layout. So um, 
in your course of in the course of the game, you'll come across a um, a boss room which you can um, warp to mm-hmm. at any time. Then there's these warp um, these warp pads which are like strewn about. Anytime you're near a new area, so you're like you're near the Maya or you're near the forest, there's one of these pads with two statues that will always give health and mana. So what I did was I found the boss's room right next to a room where there's um, one of the journals. And those rooms have, if you look at the map, they have a question mark. In those rooms, there's a bunch of breakable items which you can hit for money. Like sometimes $100 will fall out or sometimes 10 bucks will fall out or sometimes nothing will come out. What you do is you find one of these rooms and you clear it out and then you hit start in triangle and then you go quit to the main menu and if you quit to the main menu and you hit continue your quest it warps you back to the beginning of the castle that you were just in what and now you can take you now i you could take one of those teleporting pads which and you are right there the right back and then you go room. right back to the boss's room and then one room over is this room now this is also a battle of endurance because i had that great run uh and i had probably put in like a hundred thousand gold into my character at that point. Now I'm now I know what I'm going to be doing. I'm not going to worry about magic at all. I just want health, mm-hmm. crits, critical damage, critical chance, and um, overall strength, which increases how much you hit for. Right. I need about if I have had to guess, I'd say about a little over a hundred thousand. I'm at four. So four. I figured out that I can. I'm at four thousand right oh, now. I thought you were going to say four hundred thousand. No. What? I I figured out that if I do this pattern in this perfect setup I had because I had a setup earlier in life two that was taking way too long the rooms were too far apart and i couldn't warp to them so i died and was just like i'm gonna try this again and so i got lucky on the not the next life the life after where i found that i can do this now there's no risk of me taking any damage i've late i've killed all the areas uh the enemies in the area and i figured out that i could take in about 600 gold in 10 minutes so it's just going to be a thing where it's just like I need to grind gold for a long time. And then when I have enough, choose to die on purpose and then go through the game that way. It is an exploit for sure. But, yeah, I figured it out. It would take me about 10 hours to get um, – I forget what it was like. No, it's 3,600 an hour. So, so if you need how much? I need at least 100. Oh, God, help at me. Least. So that's three hours just short 10. So – Three thirty—that's almost thirty hours. <laughs> but that's if—that's if I get five hundred. Sometimes you get more. Sometimes you get less. Now I could choose to be like I can't after a certain amount. Like let's say I got to sixty, which which, which is like the floor of what I'll choose. Mm-hmm. If I get sixty, I could probably like I, I didn't do the math in my head when I was counting up my skills in the first place. Like I wasn't paying attention to how much money I need to do things, and I probably don't need to be maxed to get through the game because once you beat the game on plus plus plus, you realize, man, this is so much easier your first go through. Yeah. So that is my Rogue Legacy I thing. I am now grinding for money, so I get this Platinum Trophy. And well, I was talking with Bobby about this. He's like, you're not even pl-. I'm like, I love this game so much. He's like, you're not even playing the game anymore. You're playing like a metagame with yourself. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, you guys, are, you guys are off doing, um, what's We're the? Uh, killing the devil. You're killing the devil pretty much right now. What's the, what is it? Di- uh, Diablo. Diablo. Excuse me. I couldn't think of the name of it for a second. You guys are off doing Diablo, and I'm going to be farming gold for the next two weeks until Destiny comes out, oh and then playing God. Fez where I can. I, I, you know what the thing is? After I beat after I beat Alexander, I there's no way I can't get this platinum. Like there's no way I beat the hardest. The it was the hardest thing I've done in a game, maybe ever, was beating Alexander. I wish I had like before and after photos of when I beat him. Yeah. I literally jumped up and down. 
No, oh. no, I'm, I'm talking about when you get to the end of this, like your next goal with this game. I'm going to get the platinum, and I'm going to jump up and down when I get it. I am on New Game uh, New Game Plus 7. 7, yeah. Yeah. Now, what made you keep, like, what made you keep going? Um, okay, so I originally thought that Plus 5 was the last one, that there would be some kind of trophy, there would be some kind of reward for beating it five times. I don't know why I had five in my head. I heard it somewhere. Why don't you look at the trophy list and see that there was no such thing? Because I don't always... Well, you were, you were, you were going reasoning. for it. reasoning... I mean, why look? I just assume this trophy is going to be there. Listen, son. If I make it up, it's there. There's a method to my madness, okay? I needed to tell myself that it was, there was only five. So I got to five, and when nothing popped, I went, oh, okay. Let me see if I could find online just how many there are, and I find a YouTube video of a guy playing a plus 50. <laughs> wow. So I went, okay. Rogue Legacy is pretty much done. Uh, with the exception of trying to beat the remix bosses and using your tips as a, a way of doing that, that is my next goal. But uh, it's going to be pretty hard to, to pull me away from from Diablo. I just I hit my stride with Rogue Legacy. I played the living crap out of How it. How many hours do you think you're in right now? I am 37 hours. You've been tracking. It. It, it tells you at the end. It does? Yeah. It tells you how many how many children you've had, how many heirs, and no, I see, how long. I think it's screwed up because when I beat New Game, excuse me, after I beat, excuse me again, after I beat the remixed bosses, mm-hmm. like, and, and then I was like, all right, I may as well just finish this. It told me I was playing for 36 minutes. Mm, I don't know. So, like, the clock, I don't think the clock's always right. Because I the- looked and I'm like, 36 minutes? That's not right. Could the clock be minutes, not hours? But that would be... That'd be silly. No, because my first time through, no, no, I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's hours, dude. I'm, I'm. It's like I have like 37 hours clocked on that game. I thought it was. I thought the first time through it showed me three numbers. Anyway, know. we'll figure. Now it out. I have to look. <laughs> I saved a photo. All right. Well, you go and do that. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing great. Great, great, great. Tony, <laughs> Tony the Tiger. Great. Yes. <laughs> a better freaking year. <laughs> What have you uh, been playing, man? Oh God, tell me. Uh, well, it's been Rogue Legacy, obviously. Everybody loves a Rogue Legacy, but not as deep as not as, as entrenched. You guys. Oh no, no, no! I've I've beaten two of the bosses. Do you ever bother to change the music on the jukebox when you find it? Yes, I do. Does it help? No, <laughs> no, not at all. I'm like I like the dungeon boogaloo. I'm gonna slice up enemies to that. And it's funny because. It it seems like a game that you could just turn the sound off mm-hmm. and and listen to you know background music or podcasts or stuff, but you actually need to to listen to stuff. Yes, you do. So I think that's why I didn't get super super deep, is because with games that are that repetitive and and that you have to put that much time into, I like to be able to do something else. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, and you know, with this, I kind of have to give it all my attention, but with something like Diablo, yes, uh, Diablo three yesterday, I went and picked mine up around noonish mm-hmm. and I, I probably put a good seven hours into it yesterday. You hit it pretty, you, what level are you already? Uh, 26. Shit. Yeah. That's crazy. It's so fun. Well, here, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Um, you play. You how, how long have you been playing Diablo since the first one? Yeah. Okay. So you played Diablo one. You played Diablo two. 
Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You and I both have crazy Diablo two stories, Lord of destruction, which Mm -hmm. was the expansion pack for Diablo two. We both played that. And then Diablo three came out and like when it came out for about three months, like we played it nonstop. Oh, it was nonstop. All the characters every day. Yeah. Jump on Skype. Everyone meet up. Yep. Yeah. No, that, that was some great times, but the game was just so broken. Right. Okay. So the game, so the game was broken. Auction house, or or whether it be the loot system, there were things about it not being able to distribute your own skill points. They well, were, that I mean, that people didn't find that out until right. you know a couple of weeks later when it was just one click of a box, right? Which you still have to do. So I my question to you is this: uh, You did not play Reaper of Souls. No. This this will be your first time when you when you got to it. This yeah. will be your first time playing. Okay. What is it about Diablo 3 that, what is it about Diablo in general that keeps you coming back? Because you've got, both you and I have like a whole new fever. Like the fever has spiked all over again for this game. Uh What is it for you about Diablo that you love so much that you keep coming back to, that you're willing to keep spending your money to play it again? Uh, I just love games that have randomized loot and, Mm -hmm. you know, I kill shit, stuff falls, I get to compare stats you know, between Diablo and Borderlands and Titan Quest and, you know, just all of those kinds of games. Um, I'm obsessed with them. And, yeah, I don't know. I just like to see pretty orange things fall. Yeah. That uh, that that was... Oh, I screamed so loud yesterday. There's a lot of screaming What'd going you find? between us. Uh, a new crossbow. Ooh, and it was wow. funny because... Were you a ranger or whatever they are? Demon Hunter. Demon Hunter, that's it. Mm. Um, I I was level 15, 16 at that point, and my friend Matt was on, and he was probably level 5 or 6. Uh, so I didn't want him to jump into my game, you know. So I figured I'll just go help him and just see how it is. And it really scales you perfectly. Nice. Um, so I went through the first you know, up to the first major boss, the Skeleton King with him. And in that time, I was still able to gain, you know, two or three levels with him. You That's know, it's, cool. it's not like I just got one bar of experience one that experience whole time. experience for killing stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's... No, no, it totally scales you. And and it was, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. And that's the run where I found, you know, epic crossbow that, or legendary crossbow that was literally twice as good as the one that I was holding in my hand. Hard. Uh and I screamed so loud. Oh my god, it was so funny. <laughs> Justin, you were gonna say something? Yeah, I was just saying, um, it's nice when games do that. Guild Wars two did that where my buddy's level like sixty and I was level five and he could come and play with me and he's like, No, it, it scales to level which I thought was like terrific as in Borderlands. Yeah. Um you could have like a level forty come play with you and it was just like he was one shotting he was looking at things and they would die. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is orange the best color loot? Is it or is it? No, orange is okay. Is it's orange it's is purple. Same was uh, Borderlands. I think was orange as well. Yeah, or, orange is it, originally legendary. before they you know started swapping in more colors and whatnot. But in the original release of Borderlands, right? Because oranges are, are legendaries. Correct. Yeah. What about? Oh yeah. So the um was the uniques, the peach ones. Do they have those in Diablo three? I can't remember. No, it's orange, yellow, purple or blue, whatever you want to call it. Right. And gray. Hmm. All right then, mm-hmm. I'll have to take another look. So after you after you play the demon hunter, what class do you think you'll move to after that? 
Uh, oh, that's a good question. I'm probably I'll probably go out of my comfort zone. Uh, usually with stuff like this, I'm I'm always ranged ranged weapon, not ranged magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'll probably go wizard. Nice, just to see that's my see next what's build. Up. Yeah, yeah. But I always get so so scared with you know hardly any armor. I want frost and poison damage. Yeah, that is my specialty. Whenever I play Diablo, poison. Uh-huh. I always go poison. Nice. So yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm loving it all over again. It was you know coming to my house and I, I got out, I went outside to check the mailbox. I think three times before I, I opened up the door and it was down by my uh, on my stoop. I guess UPS had dropped it off or whatever. But um, oh my god, it's I played Lord of Destruction on the PC. I went through it. I, I went out to Canada and I, I just played the crap out of it while I was visiting with my girlfriend's family and. Uh, it's really it's fun. It's really cool. I love the Crusader class. Uh, so so cool. Once you are able to throw your shield with your magic, and you can kind of like ping not ping pong it, but almost like a like a pinball uh-huh. going you know through the bumpers and whatnot, and you huck that thing and you get something that generates your mana every hit, and you just let it rip. And it's it's almost more spammy than the demon hunter after a while because demon hunter if you're traveling with a demon hunter and you're shooting off those crossbows and you're just mowing things down sometimes slower characters like the barbarian or the crusader we can't even make it over to kill something before you've already dispatched it that yeah that's what happened when the game had first come out pc wise yeah um i mean i was really surprised i hadn't played it on the ps3 i didn't play it on on anything with a controller so this was the first exposure i had to it and I was concerned about how it was going to transfer from PC to, you know, console. And the transition was really smooth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it honestly, it's almost like they they made Diablo 3 Without knowingly let, that they were going to be transferring it to, to console. Because, yeah. you know, it just seems too perfect with the amount of skills that you could kind of set. Because, yeah. you know, typical Diablo, you had what four four skills yeah about that so yeah it, it seems a little too convenient that that it perfectly mapped out to a xbox or playstation controller it's true <laughs> yeah man i um i was playing out my my friend brendan we were doing a couple of streams of the game and it's really awesome to be able to sit down with a friend on your couch and play diablo we tried bringing it online you and i were trying to meet up and such and uh, it turns out you can't uh, bring somebody who is just like a user one or, or just has like a regular other profile. You have to have an online profile and I be logged in that. in order to get on. It so, does suck. I mean, I, I could totally understand. Yeah, I get it. I get it a hundred from a business standpoint. I get it a hundred percent, but it's still unfortunate when, you know, you can't get everybody that you want in on it. Cause then that person either has to have an account or has to have a system. And, you know, if you have somebody... So you're playing with your girlfriend, though. And your girlfriend's like, oh, yeah, like, let, let's go online. And we'll, you know, she's sitting next to you on the couch. That's, nope. that's frustrating. Yep, unless she has her own account. There was another game that was like that recently. And I, it's slipping my mind what it was. But we ran into, I ran into the problem. I can't remember what game it was. And uh, that was, fu- like, super frustrating. Because, like, that, that's a new thing. It wasn't ever like that. What happened if, with if, Borderlands? No, Borderlands, you could go in. No, wait, really? Did you go in? Yeah, yeah you, you could, could have guests. Definitely, you wow. had guests in Borderlands. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah, I mean, like I said, I get it. I understand why it's there. I just think it sucks for us. So, But what can you do? The it's game, fine. It's, 
it's so much fun to be playing with someone in the room that it like it trumps any kind of you know animosity that I might have towards that situation. It is just so much fun to actually have gone through the whole evolution of Diablo from playing the first one of just going down that same cellar over and over and oh over again. God. And then Diablo 2, just all over the place, expansion pack, new characters that were actually playing Diablo on a next generation console or current generation console on the PlayStation in like full glorious 1080p HD or whatever the hell the specs on this thing might be. It looks amazing. It runs flawlessly. Yeah, it's I beautiful. I haven't like run into any problems. You were saying there was one thing. It just seems that when you when you kind of go behind a wall and it goes into outline, uh, like it outlines your character. It seems a little slow on the take for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going through, you know, a cave and going through like the passage of a cave to a, another room, mm-hmm. you can't see where your character is and if there's a group of enemies in there unless you have the the health bars on you have no clue what's going on and if you walk into the wrong mob you are effed so uh yeah it's like it just seems it's a second off and a second off in diablo is a lot because if you get like i said if you get someone comes on to you that that second then yeah. you're done done donezo but there is uh th- this will pique your interest there's um some playstation specific stuff oh enemies right yeah we have the, there's like a last of us portal yeah. that you can go through and you played some uh clickers and yeah. there's some shadow of the colossus armor, armor sets. sets really oh yeah yeah that's pretty dude. cool I am dying to find it. I that is my mission. When you told me that this morning, I was like, "That's it. I'm done." Like like how you want the platinum in Rogue Legacy, I want the Shadow of the Colossus armor. In I think I'll have to get a male character though. I don't know how that's going to work because I haven't seen any. Like no details. It's just the image. Exactly. Well, by the time that I'm ready to actually find it, hopefully it will. There'll be some more details on who can wear it and, and who can wear it where. You have to farm it. Yeah, all that stuff. So yeah, um, and anybody that's looking to uh, to hook up with us on uh, Diablo Three, just you know, find us on the PlayStation Network and send us a message. My uh, PSN name is Boogie Pop Dash Forty Seven, Rob, and um, Thanos Rising. Uh, I friended a bunch of people last night. Yeah, uh, I sent out a bunch of gifts. Oh, I did so. that too. <laughs> I was just sending out gold and my old crossbows. I, if I saw someone was a demon hunter, I was sending out old crossbows. And that's awesome. I sent Bobby some stuff, uh, some crusader shields, and Ooh. yeah. Justin, yes. Do you have plans to play Diablo? What's N- up with that? Negative. Why? I don't know. Like, Destiny's too close. Like, it's too okay. close, and I am like knee deep in rogue legacy and at the same time i started fez and i am in love with fez you are yeah big time it's like i actually left rogue legacy for a while i'm like i'm never gonna beat alexander let me play fez and i wouldn't have went back to rogue legacy at all if it wasn't for waiting for the walking dead to come in i was like i'm not gonna start fez for five minutes i'm like let me just take another run or so at, at, at alexander 
And so I started Fez, and Rob was like, I'm so anxious and excited to talk about this game with you. I can't wait for you to start it. And I had gotten it on the 360 and played it for, I don't know, an hour, maybe, if that. It had to be less because I just couldn't, I, you know, playing for an hour, I was already hooked on, on the PS4. Uh-huh. Um, the game is way more complex than I originally thought. Um, oh, it, it throws you for a loop. Yeah. Like, if, if honestly, if you had not read anything about that game... I would have I would have bypassed a bunch of stuff. I I cuz I I do what I always do. I pull up the trophy guide and I'm like, "Whoa, like what's going on here?" Uh-huh. So I went on to um the website I always use for trophies and they were like, you know, there's you're going to require multiple playthroughs. So I'm like, once I'm playing multiple playthroughs, I'm just going to put this to the side. And I like saw about the anti-cubes and stuff and then I was just like, "Oh, oh, and like is in the first the first room, like there's three anti-cubes I think in the in the first world." Uh, so you go into a room and then you have to look at the wall and you look at the wall. There's like a code hidden on the wall and the way that, that the, these, like you can in Fez here, let me explain this for those who don't know. So Fez is like, it looks like a 2d platformer. Yes. Uh, but the, um, the interesting thing is it actually starts out that way. And, um, there's this three dimensional cube that lands and explodes. And then all of a sudden oh. a magical Fez comes down and lands on this little guy, Gomez's head. And because of that, you could use the left trigger or the right trigger to warp the world into another dimension. So it's like it'll look like you're on a 2D plane, but you hit RT, and the, the, the whole thing shifts to the right. And now yes. you're seeing the side that you didn't see. Mm-hmm. You use this to kind of manipulate the world to get through platforming. So like, say like you are standing on a platform on the left side of the screen, and you want to get to a platform in the middle of the screen, but... You'll never make it if you jump. Well, if you ma- manipulate the camera and warp the world, you can actually walk onto that platform that's in the middle without ever leaving the ground because yes. your pers- uh, perspective changes. Mm-hmm. And your whole the whole idea is for you to be going around finding these cube pieces. But there's hidden secrets all over all mm-hmm. over the place. Yeah, don't don't give any of the big ones away. Oh, just so in I, case. I, I mean, haven't even found most of them yet. The only okay. thing I figured out is the anti cubes. There are. Tetris pieces on walls, and mm-hmm. there's a language hidden in the Tetris pieces. Doom, and doom, once you figure doom, that out, doom. you then can go into certain rooms and mess with what the you think that they're trying to tell you to do with these Tetris pieces. And if you do that, some cool things will happen. That's about as far as I've gotten. I've, I've just been like going from world to world to world looking for these puzzle pieces. I mean, these little cute yeah. pieces. So you can take a, you can hit the touchpad and look at the map, and the map is like a tree it starts out on the bottom and has roots that grow out that are different worlds and then those worlds branch out into new roots yes and they're rooms that you could go into um and then when you go in and and you found what you're looking for that uh on the map that room will become gold so i've gotten gold on like the bottom roots and now i'm up in the middle of the tree and i've branched off and gotten gold in some of those but some of them are like there's statues that you can go to, and the statues will look at you and follow you around. And it's just like, I have no idea what this means, Owl. Why are you looking <laughs> so at me? So creepy. So I oh, am. Oh, so great. It's wonderful. Um, like, I've just gotten to a place, and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, check it out. Music. And the it's music's got this, amazing in that yeah, game. The, the, all of a sudden, now this new music has started playing, and <laughs> I am 
going to 100% this game, no doubt, when I'm done with Rogue Legacy. I'm probably going to go back to it because I can't wait um, mm-hmm. in between Rogue Legacy. I'm just like, this is why I'm not grabbing Diablo because I've got these two games right now that I'm super enjoying. And by the time I'm ready to put them down, Destiny's going to be here. If I bought Diablo, I wouldn't play it right now. Do you want to eventually play it? Maybe. It sounds it sounds really cool, but I know that when I'm done with Destiny, it's going to be time for Sunset Overdrive, and when it's time when I'm done with Sunset Overdrive, you Call of Duty. It's just like the next. You know what it won't be time for? What Evolve? Yeah, it'll when I'm done with all that other stuff, then it will be time for Evolve and The Witcher and you know, all the other games that we've been mentioning that are coming out in February. Money, money, money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> October is going to be so brutal. The, the next. Five months are brutal. Wor- oh. uh, worse than five months, at least. Up, there's nothing past. Nobody's actually announced anything past February. Mm-hmm. But in February, you get the Order, you got Evolve, you got Batman, you got The Witcher. I mean, four massive games, which I'm I'm super interested in playing all of them. Did I say Evolve? I don't know if I said Evolve. Yeah, you did. Okay. Well, we know we know how you feel. <laughs> so, like, those are all huge games coming out in February. So from now until February. Two week, when Destiny comes out on the 9th, from now until February, I'm not going to have a moment where I sit down and wonder what to play, which is interesting. Uh-huh. Is interesting because... We have a question we about have a that. Qu- that. Damn. Damn. You're good. I try. You are. You are good. Now, if I was good and I, I, I read your mind, I would have that open in front of me, and I think that I do. Okay, we have a question from Logan Rowland on Twitter. He is at Logan Rowland. Surprise, surprise. What do you do when you pick up the controller and want to play, but nothing seems to scratch the itch? Now, here's my question. Does he mean, what do you do when you sit down to play a game and nothing's calling to you? What do you do otherwise? Or what do you? are you still stay, staying in the gaming we could answer both sides of the question. Okay. Uh, when I pick up the controller and I sit in front and I'm like thumbing through my library and I'm just like, can't commit to anything, I read comics. That's what I do. But if um, if I'm I'm sitting in front of the library, I just what what game can I make the most progress in? What is the easiest pick up and play? How can I knock out a couple of things and feel good about? the gaming session that I just had. If I have like 45 minutes to an hour to play a game, what can I play within that time where I'll actually, you know, gain some traction out of it. It was kind of like the last of us and how, you know, you can't play that in fits and starts. You really just, you have to commit to it. You have to sit down and you have to go through it. Games, 15 hours. You have to dedicate yourself to that game. Playing stuff in between to me anyway, would have kind of killed the mood. Agreed. A bit. You know, I mean, I hit, I sat down to play that game maybe on three separate occasions before it was over. I had one, like, measly session with it when I first cracked it open. I got maybe, like, two hours into it. And then the next two times I sat down, it was, like, you know, giant chunks until the end and then beating the DLC right after that. Um, but, yeah. What about you guys? What do you do? I know that feeling really well, actually. Like, I feel it a lot um, during the summers when there's like not a lot to play, like I'll sit down and be like, I'm trying to think of the last game that I felt this way. Like it was when I w- was playing um, Drive, oh, not Drive Club, good God, Watch Dogs. Um, like I just sat down and I'm like, I really don't feel like playing this. And I looked and I'm like, ah, there's nothing really like I'm in the mood to play right now. Like I, I, I get the, that feeling from time to time. And most of the time I'm like you, I will be like, all right, let me, 
let me read a comic. Let me, you know, I have a stack of graphic novels over here. Let me chew through one of them. Yeah. But aside from that, like if I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to play something, then I'll usually go back to like my PS3 when it was alive. And I so would sad. start one of the games that I downloaded that I never played on Plus. Um, mm-hmm. Or if I had like a Walking Dead episode, like I would, I usually save those for like that moment where it's just like, I don't feel like playing anything right now. Right. And then I'd be like, oh, that's right. I have The Walking Dead or I have um, The Wolf Among Us sitting there. Um, that's how I ended up playing Kingdoms of Amalar was I'm like, I really don't feel like playing anything. I keep hearing about this game. Let me go back to it. And I mean, if you have a PS3, you should have a back catalog of games that you haven't played yet. And right. that would be my suggestion. If they're, you're not in the mood to play anything, play something that you haven't tried yet. Yeah. I mean, it's rare. You know, it, it's rare that I ever do feel that way. But when it when I do, I usually try to, to go for the, the progress game. But yeah, um, especially what's going on now with so many options of stuff to play, especially with downloadable titles where you can pick up and play them wherever you want. They're all right. just right there on your system. You don't even have to get up and put the disc in. You just start it right up and go. That's also called being lazy. But oh, I'm all for it, dude. <laughs> Whatever acquires the least amount of work. Hey. See, with me, if I'm not feeling it, I just shut it off and walk away. Like, I, I won't even fumble around and, and you know, and try to force myself to play something. I, If I'm not getting into what I'm playing... Oh no, I won't for- like I won't force it anymore. Like that's how I would force myself through games sometimes, just to, you know, be like I'm beating this because we had the question earlier. It was like how many games do you beat that you start? Yeah, and I said like 95 percent because I would be like I'm not enjoying this, but I'm gonna plow through this game anyway. I'm not gonna do that anymore. If I start a game and I'm not in it, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna play it. Yeah, there's too much. I mean, now there's there's way too much. If I if I start a game and I don't like it, there, there's in the next. We talked about seven months. There's going to be something else to play. Yeah, I've got concerns about uh, about Hohokam. I purchased that without. I did kind of a blind buy on that. I played I, Hohokam too. Yeah, I, I, I sequel. <laughs> I don't have. I liked it. I don't have anything really intelligent to say about it. I only fiddled with it for maybe about twenty minutes to a half hour. I did not really understand what I was doing or what the purpose of it was. I didn't. I didn't know what I was buying. I bought it because I saw like some of the screenshots and I'm like, this looks beautiful. Exactly. It looks totally up my alley. You know, things flying around. It kind of looks like some of the weird games like Katamari. Just one of those things where I'm going to buy this and it's going to be really quirky and, you know, I'm going to love it and this. And I turned it on and it's one of those casual games. They've been comparing it to Flower and other, you know, games of the like. But. I mean, I spent 20 minutes to a half hour just floating around and, you know, activating little colors and little pod we- have like you left, color wheels. Have you left the original world? No. Oh. That's what I'm talking about, I'm man. like six worlds in. See, I, how did you do it? I just kept running over stuff that would change colors until a portal opened. And then I went through the portal and went somewhere else. And then I did the same thing there. But, like... Did you have a good time? I, it's enjoyable. Like, for me, I was just like... To get a sense of what this game is, I looked at the trophy list, and the trophy list is, um, they're weird. It's like, um, clear all this out without hurting anybody. I'm like, I can hurt people in this game? I got into a world where everyone's on, like, is in a water slide. They're all on water slides, and now there's, like, oh my God. 60 people riding on my back, and I don't know what to do with them. And then all of a sudden, I went to the bottom of, this, I went to the, bottom of the stage, and everybody died. There's all skeletons up there now. Oh my and God. now I hit the switch again. And everyone's alive again. I'm like, I don't know what the frick is going on with this game, but mm-hmm. it's pretty to look at. 
I saw an interview with one of the directors of the game, and they were trying to to get him to you know say some stuff about it. He was being so vague. He's just like, well, it's you know, it's just you got together with your friends and it's a good time. Like, yes, but but what do you do? And he goes, there is, Whoa. there's no direction. There's no pre- was there even a press A to start or start to start? There was, I don't even know if there was that. I, honestly, I haven't spent enough time with. There it. was no, there's no direction any of the worlds that you go into. There's no written text anywhere. It is just kind of like figure it out. I know that there's eyes that you find that you have to collect, and there's like a hundred of them. Okay. So I don't even know what they look like yet, um, but, but I mean it, it's entrancing to look at. I mean, oh my gosh! I want Jorah to be quiet for a while. I'm like, here, sit, and I put it on, and he was just like, <laughs> pretty huh. colors, yeah, colors everywhere. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna give it more of a shot. I mean, I, I bought it. I'm I'm definitely gonna explore it. Yeah. But I, there are games that I have yet to really dig into. Uh, the Swapper is another one that I haven't really dived into that much. The Swapper, I've decided, isn't like an August game for me next year. Like I'm next going year? next year, like wow. or like in a dead in March or April next year when there's right. like another dead period, then I'm getting into the swapper because that game hurts your head, and mm. I'm I'm I barely scratched the surface of it, and I'm like, oh wow, I'm gonna have to think about this. But every time it's like I'm not like in the mood to play that right now. Right. All I want to play is Rogue Legacy and Fez. I'm not in the mood to sit there like and think about these puzzles. Right, and it's not that the game's not good. I've played maybe an hour and a half of it, and I enjoy it. It's so atmospheric, and I'm definitely going to like it. I just don't want to... It's not a game I want to just try burning through. Right. Just to beat it. Like, I want to sit there and enjoy it and use my head to think about it. I don't want to just not give it the shot that it deserves just to say I finished it. Hard up. It, and, and it's a game that you can go through in a sitting and a half. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I like I'm so... Um, maybe like an hour. I'll say like an hour into it. I think I'm in the middle of the spaceship, and I see doors everywhere that I haven't. I can't figure out how to get to, and I don't want to get frustrated right now and just trying to like blow right through the game. Yeah. So I'd rather just sit down when I've got nothing else on my plate and enjoy it fully. Then I hear that. that. Makes sense. How do you guys feel about emails? Email, email. What, what, you want a fresh email. email? I like emails. Go ahead. Go for it. All right, let's read an email. Uh, this email comes from Dwarves Fan, the Dwarves Fan, uh, and he says, Hey, uh, actually, I should preface this with something. Last week, we were talking about losing our save files, like terrible stories of losing your save, somebody kicking out the cord from under you, a friend saving over your progress while you're out buying lunch. Whatever the case may be, uh, we asked if you want to send your save file horror stories to us. Uh, you can send them to podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com we'll, re- we'll read like one a week or so yeah we'll read like one a week you guys want to send us your stories that would be awesome uh we've got our first one via email and this is from the dwarves fan and he says hey i have tons of accounts on my brother's uh, uh tons of accounts of my brothers messing with my games either on purpose or just because they're dummies and tripped over the cord and made me lose everything however the worst situation wasn't my brother's it was my best friend Dun, 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 dun. Dramatic pause. I had him as a roommate at at the time. I was working and he was unemployed, so he was always home. I was never going, uh, I was going through the first Dead Space game and absolutely loving it. I was about four or five chapters in and he saved his game over my save file on chapter seven. Oh man. I either had to lose three chapters of story or start all over again. 
I lost all desire to play at that point and forced him to make his own PS3 profile and to never touch mine again. We are still best friends, but he was on thin ice for a little while. Yeah, I mean, that that's damn close to, to what happened with me and my Jade Empire. Oh. Ooh. Oh, man. I, it just, it hurts. It hurts so much. It is, man. It's harsh. And, like, sometimes, sometimes you leave your system at Brendan's, right? Mm, yeah, but it, only if I know that I'm coming back. Uh-huh. Only and if, like, if so I... So what is your understanding? Oh, him, that? I don't have to worry about it. Uh-huh. Him, I don't have to worry about it at all. Uh-huh. I have I have a roommate, my roommate, Tom, that when he first moved in, because he's he doesn't have access to systems, so now that he's living with me, he loves the fact that he's got everything at his exposure, but he's always complaining that I'm always taking the PS4 everywhere I go. It's just, it's my system of choice right now. Um, but when he, when it was decided that he was going to be staying, I said, listen, we need to make you your own stuff because he was playing games that if he popped them in, it would just auto load whatever it was that I was doing. Like he wanted to play kill zone. Nope. And I said, you know, do not want, (laughs) I said, no, man. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going through the game slowly, but I don't want you to go ahead and then I don't get to see certain stuff. So you've got to make your own profile. Just, just thinking about 10 years. Jorah? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, no way. Uh-huh. I'll get him his own console. He'll have his own PS5? Yeah, probably. PS6? Honestly, that's PS6. something I'm looking so forward to. <laughs> oh, that's going to be great. Oh, you're going to have a ball. Sitting, you know, there used to be this commercial for, um, I, forget, I think it was Verizon's Fios or whatever, and... Uh, this this kid comes this kid's playing whatever and the mom interrupts him and then the dad runs out like what's going on I thought we were raiding the base and that's what I want like that's what I want with him is when yeah. he's age appropriate to be playing these games where you know he could be in his room and I'll be in the living room or whatever and we'll be playing together online like taking stuff down and I think that's gonna be exciting just think uh, I mean you you got comics you got baseball and you got video games that you're gonna wanna you know pass on your knowledge and whatnot to him. There's going to come a point in time where he's going to think that you don't know, no longer know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm sure it's very close to happening. He's, uh, he's funny. You know, what's interesting is that, you know, I, my dad loves baseball Mm -hmm. and he, he raised me to be a Met fan, but my dad was very smart about it because other, I mean, you could see other families where the dad's like a lunatic about something or a fanatic and the son wants no part of it because it's just not him right so my dad and me have this tradition where every every year we go what what was with you that's that's why i don't watch barely any sports ah so you have an example in the room yeah totally so every year every year my dad takes would take me since i was three so i'm gonna be 31 in next week and um i never knew how old you are i am 30 all right so we, he would take me to opening day at Chase Stadium for the Mets every year. That's our father-son tradition. It continues to this day. That's nice. Yeah. But he would never force it on me other than that. I, we'd go there, and it'd be the fourth inning, and I'd be like, I'm bored. And he'd be like, all right, let's go home. He mm-hmm. wastes X amount of money to go to that game and just introduce me to baseball. And one day, I was like 10 or 11, and it just grabbed me. Like I remember I was just like, oh, let me watch the Met game so I could tell Dad what happens when he comes home. And I watched, and then I watched the next game and the next game, and like slowly it grabbed me and, and pulled me in, and I am a fanatic about baseball. Now, I'm thinking about this from a father's point of view now, like, how am I going to introduce Jorah to this stuff? Like, 
I don't want to shove it down his throat. I don't want to, you know, impose it on him so that he grows up and hates it. Because I have friends who have kids, and their kids are not interested in video games at all. Right. Well, so, he's still so young, though. He's still so young. I've got time. It's not like Jorah's going to be, you know, playing Mario with me in, in a couple of weeks. But I'm not you, Dad. But it's things that you, it's <laughs> things that you think about. Like, you know, all right, how am I going to, like, secretly introduce this into his life or introduce it in a way where he accepts it? Like comics. Mm-hmm. I'm a fanatic about comics. Like, what if he doesn't like comic books when he grows up? It's like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with you now. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, like, I want him to enjoy it. I want, I, want, I want him to, like, enjoy, obviously, what he likes. But it would, be, it would be great because it is that for me and my dad. Like, we sit there. We had lunch today together, and we talked about how god-awful the Mets are. <laughs> so I want to have that with him. Like, I'm sure we'll find other things to connect with. But, like, it's weird thinking about it. Like, I hope that he likes video games. I hope that he likes comic books, and I hope that he likes sports. That's awesome. So let me ask you guys this. Do you think in 30 years, let's say 30 years time, do you think that A, are you still going to be playing video games? And B, do you think that you'll still be on point about them? What do you mean on point? Like good at them? Yeah. Like do you think that you're going to be able to adapt to the technology as we move forward? Do you ever feel like this stuff is out of your depth? I mean, it's so hard to even think about what, what, games will be like then if there will be vr it's either could be vr there'll be no consoles you know you never know there, there's mm-hmm. so many so many ways it could go um i don't know i don't know that that stuff trips me out i don't like thinking about where <laughs> yeah. in the first generation of I'm people dead. who are going to be in nursing homes <laughs> yeah. playing games like they VR, say video games keeps you sharp well now yes. like technically when the wii came out the, the Wii. I mean, yeah, but I'm talking about people who. Every, no, yeah. I know that that grew they, up sh- they show this up is, to the home with the, their systems yeah, in the box. Yeah, like this is this is our generation. When we are old, we will be the first generation of people that come in with games and like that's what we like to do in our spare time. Like that that's going to be us. Like I'm yeah, I'm was, 30 years old. I can't picture the way that I love playing games ever stopping. Right. Like I, I don't see, a, I don't see a, um, I, I think we'll be able to adapt to the technology because the difference between us and let's say my dad who struggles at struggles, who runs this multi-million dollar computer company, but can't figure out how to use his phone for his life. <laughs> my dad's the same way. He, it's the technology, the get the the gap between what they knew when they were our age and what they have now is massive. And I'm not saying that that like hopefully 35 years from now there'll be another huge technology jump, but we're already immersed in the culture of every year we upgrade, every year we get the new thing, the new phone, the yeah. new iPad, the new we're we're consistently evolving the way we use technology, so we're going to evolve with it. It's not going to be like my dad who grad, who had his first smartphone when he was 48 years old. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I mean we were we we were there for the beginning at the right age yeah and you know the beginning of the internet the beginning of of consoles the beginning of you know so Mm. yeah we're we're growing up and and just moving on with it could you imagine how easy like let's say not us specifically but people that end up in nursing homes 
that for the people that are looking after them for like, you know, the kids or whatever that drop them off and be like, you know, you know, what does he like to do? You don't even have to worry about him. Honestly, so long as he gets his meds, he's just he's got his PlayStation. We have, you know, a TV already for him. You don't have to worry about anything. He likes to shoot aliens in the face. Yeah, He likes to play video games. Like the occasional, the occasional book or comic, you won't have to worry about anything. Uh-huh. Be like, ah, so good. Yeah. You know what else is good? Emails. We got another one. That wasn't the best segue, but I'll take it. <laughs> it was fine. You shut up. <laughs> you tried forcing that one a little bit. I'm not forcing anything. This is the show. This is the way it goes. We've got to get to it somehow. Would you like to come up with a better way? I'll think of it. Go ahead. Oh, I love you. I love you too. Nice. And I read that email. Nice. This is from Johnny. Got a question about morality in games. Thought came to mind when I called a dragon to ride, but instead started slinging it where it's where it landed. Um, he directs this to Jackie. Did Jackie ever do this? So we will uh, direct this question to Jackie and and see what she uh, she thinks. But he says, "What's the verdict on being good versus evil in games?" I tend to start good, but during the progression of the game, I go to the dark side. Uh, in Fable, I remember making a mistake and said, "Ah, screw it," and went evil. Anyways, just want to say, keep up all the good work, Johnny. So, morality in video games. Uh, what's the verdict on good versus evil? Where do you guys? I feel like we talked about this when we talked about Infamous. Infamous, yeah. But we can we can reiterate. Uh, how do you feel about what do you usually do? I I always go good first. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like just because a lot of those decisions are like how. I personally would actually, you know, make. Right. Um, you know, I could never just kill a poor old dragon that, that landed in front of me, <laughs> especially if it, you know, didn't benefit me at all. Oh, like if Pete. It, <laughs> if, it, if it didn't have any materials or anything I needed, then, you know, there's, there's no use just killing it. All right, but let me ask you this. It's a, in, a, in a question of morality, do... Is there any? Is there something in a game that you like? You just mentioned you won't kill the dragon. Are there things in games that you won't do? Like you just won't do it because you feel that it's wrong, or do you feel because it's a video game and you know the difference between video games and reality that what you do within the game is okay? Because I have a story. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I've I've never had a moment where I've felt it has gone too far, quote unquote. Okay. I was playing The Last of Us Remastered just a few weeks ago. What did you do? I. This is not. I'm. I'm gonna not try to spoil this. As yeah, best to I you probably as I can. wouldn't yet. Because mm. this is. There, I know exactly what you're gonna say. This is an off air. All right. Damn it. Okay. It's either an off air or wait. Wait another. I'll week wait. Or I'll so. wait. I'll wait a little bit. I got. I would wait longer than a week. I got dark. Yeah. I got super dark. During The Last of Us. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, you can't say that. Oh, my God. No. What? No, you're talking about the end of the game, aren't you? Oh, uh, I guess so. Sort of. Oh, my God. All right, right, all right, all right. Stop yelling at me. You answer the question then, Mr. Smarty Pants. Give me my goddamn cape and let me save the world. That's how I play games. Uh-huh. And then if I'm interested enough in the game, I will try the the bad point of view. But even then, it's just like, ooh, I don't want to do this. Uh-huh. Uh, well, even like with, let's say, Grand Theft Auto. Uh... You know, you finish a couple of missions, you're just screwing around. Uh, back on, let's say, the PS2, you throw in the cheat codes, get all the weapons, yeah. and, you know, just spend 30 minutes 
lobbing grenades into crowds of people. I mean, I will run over civilians oh, in yeah. Grand Theft Auto <laughs> like it's totally. my job. Ragdoll. Uh, between that I will and walk up and punch random people in the face just because uh-huh. it's hysterical. Yeah. But I won't choose an evil playthrough if I if I can. Exactly. Mm. I'm the same way. Yeah, I usually go good. Um, the only time I didn't go good was when we were playing Infamous. I wanted to have a different perspective on the podcast, so I went evil. It was a really tough decision to make, but they let you make it early. And I, you know, at that that first thing when you're at the gates of the compound, you have to make that decision. That kind of sets the pace for the rest of the game. And I was like, you know what? Like, screw it. Let's let's you know. Of course, it really messed me up for getting more trophies and and completing the game just because it's harder to get some of them on the good playthrough a second time around. But um, I'm really glad that I did it that way because after having seen both endings, I really enjoyed the complexity of the evil playthrough a little bit more. Uh-huh. What did you uh, did you beat it with? You you platinumed it. Mm-hmm. What did you like the the good or the evil ending? Uh, I thought the. I liked the good ending just because that's the way I lean. I thought okay. the evil ending was interesting. I mean, they definitely went that way with it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was he- heavier handed and more almost meaningful than the good ending. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it it said what it wanted to say and then dropped the mic and walked away. Right. Whereas the good ending was just like, hooray, you saved the day. Right. Kind of generic. Yeah, in a, a way. Bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, Adam Houston, who is at Hawkeyes Houston on the twitter says storytelling in video games can sometimes get the emotions going what games have made you cry happy or sad moments rob oh okay go ahead rob or either or mass effect really i cried at the end of like i which one i teared up the first one or the third third. okay um is it because the ending was so bad it didn't really bother me much (laughs) i'm sorry i've never seen the ending okay i heard stuff I'm sure you heard things. I did. You heard words. I heard that they had to make it over again because it was so bad. It wasn't bad. They just need, they need to expound on it uh, a little bit more. Okay. Anyway, um, at the end of that game, you are going through, like, you're talking with your crew, and there's a part where you are, like, um, you kind of, like, do a mind meld with a character that's been with you since the beginning of the game. She has the ability to, like, become one with you and, like, share this, like, infinite experience like the experience of everything her and um it was just like a really touching moment and Mm -hmm. like that whole ending because like you're coming to the end of a saga that you've been playing for uh, i think it was like five or six years and i spent over a hundred hours in yeah and you're like you're like you you came to the end and you're like you're realizing you're saying goodbye to these characters and like i didn't want it to end so between that and the, the you know that uh, that emotional scene that he had with one of his crewmates, it was like it was emotional, mm-hmm. and I didn't want it to go away. I hear you. Um, the first, the opening act of The Last of Us, not the end, but the oh, God, like, yeah. yeah, the opening act really. Um, I've never actually shed tears uh, because of a video game, but I have definitely been moved by them. And between the first uh, act or the first part of The Last of Us and uh, Shadow of the Colossus was the other game that really got to me. Oh, excuse me for a second. <coughs> Woo! Um, yeah, I mean, the setup in Shadow of the Colossus, what you're doing, that you're you're doing something good, but at the same time, you're killing something, you know, majestic and the rarest of rare things, these colossi that are out in this world and you're slaying them to bring back the one you love. But at the same time, 
you yourself are becoming corrupted by committing the act, so on and so forth. I felt bad every single time I encountered a oh, new yeah. Colossi. It didn't matter what they did to me. They could they could throw me off of their sword, you know, into the uh, side of a mountain, and I would just call my horse and, and just... Every time I stab them and that black blood comes spraying out oh. and they make that sound that like, I'm like, oh, oh, come on. Like, I know I need to do this to beat the game, but they just like they flump down onto the world and they they kind of disappear and all of that evil and all of that darkness like seeps into you and you just fall to the ground. And it that whole process of of a game involving you that much and the slaying of these giant but like you know super majestic beasts really really got to me and uh oh yeah for sure yeah i just that that game that game moved me in in ways that other games have not pretty much if you put anything with a kid in it and you put the kid in peril's way i just like that's new for me Mm -hmm. ever since i had jorah like i can't handle bad stuff happening to kids so i am just like up i am an emotional wreck if i see that yeah yeah I can't handle there's there's a couple of things that I can't handle. Um Rob, do you have any? Uh well, you were just saying Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. I would say Ico. Oh god. Uh that that definitely got to me. Uh oh, I mean just even thinking about it now like like toward just towards the end of that game, I I was a mess. Um Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Oh God. Oh yeah. Um, brothers. 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 Tale, yeah. uh, tale of uh, oh, man. What's tale of two time? sons. Tale, tale of two, two sons. sons. Thank you. God. Yeah. Uh, oh, I almost that, forgot about that. That killed me. Um. Oh, I got one. During Last of Us, that there was a part during the DLC that that. Oh, really, that was yeah. That really nailed me. Uh. I'm. I cry very easy though. Like okay. I'm. I'm so soft it's not even funny uh i mean between movies and tv shows and i wish that i was like like see oh i'm i'm terrible i get terrible i get really choked up but the tears don't come out like they're there they want to but they just won't do it uh i remember going to see armageddon with my dad and my dad just me and my dad and my dad was a blubbering mess at the end of armageddon and i looked at him like what's wrong with you fast Uh forward 15 years and now i'm finding things that get to me Uh, the other game i was thinking of was um the unfinished swan either i've never played that i've never played that well it's coming to ps4 it is a beautiful game it i like I can't even explain what it is. This kid gets sucked into a storybook, and um, I'm not going to ruin any of the story. The, the the events surrounding why that's happened and what happens during the course of the game and the end of the game. Oh my god! Like that that was the one where I was just like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And Angela was sitting there next to me, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Are you all right?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm good." <laughs> I just thought of another one. Uh, Go for it. Red Dead Redemption. I'm, I might not have played that to the point where okay. I think that would happen. I know what happens at the end of the game. It was spoil, uh, spoiled for me, and I never got to finish it because I knew the ending. Okay. But yeah, I could see why. Yep. Damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mess with that stuff. It's funny yeah. when Ange is sitting there on the couch next to me and looking at me like, uh-huh. there is something seriously wrong with you. But even, even mm. comics. Like, oh, yeah. I, there have been so many books that at this point that have made me 
the ending Cry. of um, Fantastic Four six oh six hundred. Oh God, uh, yeah. When yep. Franklin comes back and they have that whole monologue about um, if you have tomorrow, if you have hope, then tomorrow, and if tomorrow, then forever. Mm-hmm. And it was like mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four. I was like, ah! Johnny's Johnny's sacrifice for for Ben in in that earlier that in that. Too. Oh God. I had read. Okay, no, we're talking. We're turning this into a comics podcast. We'll talk oh, about it after yeah. the show. Um, Want to move on to another question before we gotta get out of here? Go for it. All right. Or well, Justin, what's up? Well, I was thinking of when Andrew was sitting on the couch and I was talking about that whole thing, and that made me think of the question about sitting on the couch with your significant other. I'm just gonna let you host the show, my friend. You are on dun, dun, fire. Dun, 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 you have that, you have that in front of you. Yeah. Ah. So, <laughs> John D on the forums. Uh, asked a question and he says uh, do you guys on the podcast or anybody in the forum have any recommendations uh, for a single player game to play with significant other and he goes on to say that he's gone through co-op games like um, Left 4 Dead, Borderlands, Halo um, but he's looking for a single player experience to sit and play um, with his wife or girlfriend where she could not be involved in the game but still enjoy watching do we know what systems he has that is the question we have ps3 xbox 360 and wii u okay if i may uh go first i don't know if you are into horror games but if you do not have the silent hill 2 and 3 hd collection uh those games are spectacular to have somebody else in the room with you and you go through the game with them uh being frightened together and solving the mystery of that game together and that game in my personal opinion has one of the high the like the highest of payoffs story wise that when the game is done you will be able to talk about it forever just have you ever played Silent Hill 2? No. Scary mm-hmm. games, not my thing. Oh, but dude, the, it's so it's 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 scary, but it's so cerebral and when you find out exactly what's going on, what the Silent Hill is, what it actually is, it will it turn the whole game on its on its head and and you start you like you have to play it again because you have to evaluate it. You have to look at it from a completely different way. It's a really good conversation starter. You guys will go to bed talking about it in in my opinion so side note i watched um because i won't play pt which is the silent hills teaser but i watched people like it's not that scary when the game's glitching out and i saw three seconds of it even glitching out and i was like i ran away Did i ran know? away from my phone i was like nope 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 nope, I nope. Sh- um my myself and my friend brendan if you guys want to check it out on our twitch channel which is uh what is the the twitch addresses twitch twitch tv it's, it's talking games on Twitch. Yeah, talk, slash talking games. If you look for talking games on uh, on Twitch, you'll find us. Yeah, it, me and my friend Brendan sat down and we did. We went through the entire PT demo, and it was a thing. There are two parts to it, so uh, we got disconnected at one point. So look for uh, parts one and two. It was spectacular. I can't believe I even forgot to bring that up and 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 talk about it. Uh, maybe I'll save it for next time. But uh, I don't know. You brought it up. I just wanted to bring it to the attention. If yeah. you guys want to go to the Twitch channel and check that out. Um, I originally was thinking, I, I know in the forums some people have said Mass Effect, um, the Uncharted series, um, there's a couple other good ones. It, it says in the post that she likes shooters. Tomb Raider. So um, mm-hmm. Tomb Raider would be a good one. I was, I'm looking right at Far Cry 3, and Far Cry 3 was a 
entertaining game. Um, you can bring the difficulty down, so it's not um, it's not overly difficult. It says that you know she's she's competent at shooters, but doesn't like super hard ones. But Far Cry Three is there's a great story involved. There's exploration. There's always something to be doing. Um, that would be like if you have a PS3, that would be my choice. Rob, I think. Aye, 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 aye. Uh, likes shooters. I don't know. Honestly, go out and get Diablo 3. <laughs> Seriously, you'll have the time of your lives playing co-op with that. You know, you don't have to worry about, well, the story in that game is is like almost nothing. But in terms of fun and you know, collecting weapons and being able to say, oh, you know, I, I have this, you need this, mm-hmm. you know, you have that, you give it to me. Uh, and it's perfect because you could just sit there and level up together. You don't have to, you know, it could be your game. Right. Uh, I, I think that would be excellent. Um, and The Last of Us as well, if you yeah. haven't played The Last yeah. of Us. Yeah, and that that for, for story. But did they want co-op or no co-op? No, they, they were actually looking for... They've done a lot of the co-op stuff together. Um, they, they didn't mention Diablo, which sounds like it would be fun. But they were looking for like a single-player game where the other person could watch and still be engaged enough yeah, to want to keep sitting there watching. So I was thinking like RPGs yeah. with a good story. Like Mass Effect is a perfect game for that. Right. Um, I was also going to say maybe Bioshock Infinite. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah or, Bio- or Bioshock proper. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you haven't, yeah, absolutely. If you haven't, if, Johnny, if you guys have not played any of the Bioshock games, they are terrific uh, shooters with a great story, especially mm-hmm. Infinite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also going to throw out there, I, I talked about it before, but they're available on one disc. Uh, for the PS3, the Ico and Shadow of the Colossus HD uh, remaster collection. Yeah. Is, and that's good puzzle solving. Yeah. You guys can help each other with puzzles. Lots of, you know, lots of action and absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous. Yep. So there you go. I like it. Sweet. Good stuff. Some good suggestions for you. And uh, if you guys have any more suggestions for John, um, this question has been posted in the forums. He's asking for help. So head on down there into the list, uh, listener questions post and, uh, and thread and Post some suggestions for him. That would be awesome. Uh, a couple of people already have. Yeah, some people definitely have. But if you guys have other ideas for other games, yep. let John know. The more the merrier. Kelly Heron wants to know, why haven't we raced in Mario Kart 8 yet? That would involve me playing Mario Kart, I guess. There you go, Kelly. We're sorry. You guys totally dropped off that game, huh? Dude, there, there wasn't really much to it. Aside from the multiplayer aspects, after you... If there were, if battle mode was in there, I could picture being more involved in, like, jumping on and playing. But, like, yeah. if we were going to go upstairs and play the Wii U, I would much rather play uh, Mario, Super Mario 3D Worlds, mm-hmm. Lands, whichever one has the cats. Stupid I'm, names. I mean, maybe, Kelly, if you ask, you know, really nice, we might be able to, to help you out. But <laughs> I don't know. She also wants to know, she goes, but for real. What are your thoughts on the new costume for Zero Suit Samus, Rob? Uh, I mean, obviously there are a lot of people in uproar, but I think they were quick to jump because, I mean, that that technically is canon. You know, that was a clear screen suit in the Game Boy Advance Metroid. I had no idea. I saw it and was just like, this doesn't look like, you said dead or alive. 
Like one I of you guys said, no, I, I said it definitely looks dead or alive-ish. That that's what people are thinking. Yeah. But that that's mm-hmm. that is a suit that they showed her in, just in stills. You know, not moving. So, I know. I mean, me personally, I like the design. Samus for me has always been like an attractive character. I I've seen her in a couple of different iterations, and it's just another cool look for her. And it it's existed before. So it's not like there's a reason for it. I didn't know that there was a reason for it. I'm like, wow, I can't believe Nintendo's like not not playing it. I'm like, wow, Nintendo is being a little bit risque here. Yeah, it seems like a like a pretty bull like like out of left field for Nintendo. Like, whoa, whoa, like Nintendo, what's going on? You've been hanging out with, uh, you know, Tecmo. Yeah, Tecmo. (laughs) And for those who haven't seen it, it's not like she's running around in a bikini. She's wearing a like a a, like a halter top. It looks like something that if you were a female boxer, you would wear. It looks very sporty. Yes, sporty, athletic, absolutely. But you see him. You see legs in a midsection. Yeah, she's got her. I her, think that's the most skin on a Nintendo I've, character. I, yeah. yeah, her, mid, her midriff is showing recently, and, at least. You know, obviously, yeah. but you know, it's a very, it's a very sleek costume. I like the design. I think it's really cool. So, um, you know, I can't wait for that game. Yeah, we'll get to see it. You know, in motion in a couple weeks. No months. 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 You're thinking of the 3DS version. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? That could be a... I don't know. Is it a costume in 3DS version, or is it just for the Wii U? Did they they say? They show the Wii U. I'm sure. So then there you go. All right. We got one more question, and then we're going to save whatever we have left for another show. Uh, Let's go to Super Bad Larry. Kyle says, my stepdad just got a PS4, leaving me stuck in the previous generation alone. Should I be jealous? Should he? Whoa. Should he be playing? I mean, you, you should never be jealous. I wouldn't be jealous, Kyle. I I would be, I would maybe have a, a goal to get a system yourself. Isn't that the second part of the question? Maybe. I didn't read that part yet. I was trying to break it down. Now you put me on the spot. Well, You're just out to get me today. Maybe a little. No, I'm just, I'm kidding. Is that the fourth? Well, no, it's... Just wait for you to reach over the table, put your like palm in my face. Just make Steve sit down. I got this. You're already sitting. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> for reals though, LOL, do you think Destiny will be worth getting on PS3? I am debating Titanfall 2 for the Xbox 360. So he's asking, um... Should he upgrade for, for those... For any of those games. So should he upgrade to an Xbox for Titanfall or for a PS4 for Destiny? That's yeah. the basic gist of the question. Yeah. If, if honestly, if you have the means, you know, if, if you have the expendable cash, I think it is worth it. It's an investment. You yeah. know, it's it's not, at, the, at this point, it's not like you are running out there day one and buying the system. It, it's been out for a bit now. If you waited you were rewarded for waiting because there are bundles now. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the fastest I've ever seen both these companies turn around and like, especially Microsoft. I mean, you can get a, um, the white Xbox one with sunset overdrive on October 28th for $400. Right. Mm-hmm. Connectless though. Um, Which is, and then fine, you could apparently. also get the destiny bundle, the white one on September 9th for PS4. I think it's 440. Nice they haven't dropped. Yeah, they haven't dropped the price. Um, but I mean, they they discounted the game a bit, and I think it also comes with a three month uh, thing to PS Plus. Uh, so if you are thinking about upgrading, now's the time. To- like now's the time. Before, if you had being an early adopter, I mean, unless you have to have the the newest, latest right now. Yeah. 
now is the time. There are going to be games aplenty for the, the there foreseeable already future. Are. There already like, are, I'm, but I'm yeah. sitting on stuff already. But if you're looking yeah. at if you're, if you're looking at it and you're like, well, when's the next like let's just say when's the next Halo or the next Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed? Like back in February, those games were in here. There, you know, there's been Titanfall, and then there's been Infamous as far as like big, big releases, and other games, you know, come out coming out after that, but not as on, uh, on a big of a scale. Right. But with the holiday crunch coming, if you were thinking about upgrading, it wouldn't be a bad time to right, right. now. I mean, Kyle, I don't know what your, you know, what your friends list looks like on the PS3, and you're asking about Destiny and and such and things on the on the 360. You're it depends on where your friends are. Yeah, that's a big thing. You know, because Des- both Destiny and Titanfall are multiplayer dependent. And you're going to want to be where your friends are. If you have a lot of friends that have moved into the next generation and you have the means to do to get that, then you just have to think of, you know, which games are more important to you? Which one do you want to be in on more? If I had to weigh in for you, uh, I would say PS4 uh, for the sake of Destiny, because Destiny is going to be a huge community game. Uh, even though Titanfall is a spectacular game, the like fever or just the the call for Titanfall has kind of died away a little bit in the past like month or so. Not so like you don't hear so many people playing it or stories about it or whatnot. Um, it settled into the normal routine that yeah. first person shooters. It's a great game. I would not call it. it a system seller. Uh, like but- I happened to buy it when the Titanfall bundle was around, but that's because I wanted the system to be able to talk about games on the show. But lo and behold, I've had the thing for a couple months and just everything weighs in on the PS4. Every game we talk about pretty much is on the PS4. Xbox just doesn't have that library yet, whether it be digital or otherwise. Well, they have a lot of the library. It's just that their launch was really miserable. I mean, PS4 has sold through 10 million units. So 10 million units are in people's homes. Even Sony is like, we don't know who's buying all these consoles. They didn't foresee this. Right. So that's where, like, you know, everyone's playing games right now. I think there's plenty of time. Microsoft is doing perfectly fine. If, if it wasn't for the PS4, everyone would be talking about how great the Xbox One is doing. So I think now that the holidays are coming out and that um, the Xbox has, like, four different bundles for the holidays, more people are going to be getting the console, and it's going to take off. It's just our community right now has mostly playing PS4. There could be a completely other community that's that's – completely fine in playing the xbox one and i wouldn't blame them all the good games that have come out you know for the most part xbox has as well yes what he has a son right yes he does i think santa is gonna get his son a ps4 ho 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 look at this guy with his foreseeable knowledge yes (laughs) um yeah so there you go man uh that's what we think about your question your quandary and we're gonna wrap it up Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. You guys want to reach us. We are at talking underscore games on Twitter. If you want to email us long form talk, you want to do podcast at talking Keep the emails coming. Yeah. Keep the emails coming. They've been, they've been awesome. And you know, also putting out the call for questions, whether it be in the forums, whether it be through Twitter, whether it be on Facebook, you guys have been fantastic uh, setting us up with stuff to talk about each week. We can't thank you enough. Uh, you can also leave us long-form comments on the uh, Talking Comics Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash talkingcomics. Uh, also, check out the Talking Comics podcast. They're at Talking Comics on Twitter. 
this past week, we did some listener questions. We talked a whole lot about uh, what our favorite books were for the week in our lightning round. And we even had a special guest seeing as Stephanie's on vacation or I'm so, not sorry, work vacation. Uh, our friend uh, I, at I am Asian Batgirl, Nikki, on Twitter. She's one of our new contributors at Talking Comics, and she was awesome on the show. Also, there's the Misfits podcast hosted by Stephanie Cook, Melissa Megan, and Mara Wood. They are at the underscore Misfits on Twitter. There's Talking Movies with Brian and, oh my God, I'm forgetting his friend's name. Nick. Nick? I have no idea, I'm guessing. I, Nick sounds oh, Something right. Oliphant. He's not going to listen to this anyway. They are at Movies Talking on Twitter. I'm so sorry. I, I've never met him. Uh, and there's also the Valiant Podcast from our own Adam Shaw. Uh, if you want to reach us personally, uh, my Twitter handle is at dead underscore anchorus. Rob. At dusk1020. And Justin. I am at Jorok, J-O-R-O-A-K. Rock and roll. I also want to put a thank you out from all of us for everybody that went and reviewed us on iTunes and even on uh, Stitcher. All of a sudden, Stitcher's like giving us love and a couple of other uh, big gaming sites on Twitter is, is retweeting our show and stuff like that. It's getting out there and it's uh, all because you guys are sharing it and listening and, you know, telling your friends about it and everything. And we really just can't appreciate it enough. So we will catch you next week, and we're sorry, but your princess, she's in another castle.